Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror, you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman? They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we normally talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who loves a good Beetlejuice costume. That's me. I'm Danny. And right now, if you're at the Walt Disney Parks, you have some Beetlejuice kind of pastries. You know, it's like you're eating them. Also joining us is the host who will tell you everything you want to know about Lou Ferrigno, but we're afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Pretty sure he's deaf. Uh, also, did Danny, did you have you seen the knockoff uh, Beetlejuice uh, like uh, Spirit Halloween costume for Beetlejuice, like what they call it? It's like, uh, shit, no. I, I think I, I sent it to you guys. It's it's Juice Demon. Juice <laughs> Demon. <laughs> I love wow. it. That's great. That's, yeah, That's a fantastic demon. name. Uh, do you remember that drink juice? <laughs> there was a drink? Called- no. Yeah, no. It, it was before Four Locos. Uh, it was crazy, 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 crazy. But, oh, uh, Crooked Eye? Dude, are you talking about Crooked Eye? No, no, it was called Juice <laughs> because me and my friend... We would, it was hard to find it. There was like four or five flavors of it, but they were really hard to find. And when we were driving around looking for them, we would call them juice quests. <laughs> we would go on juice quests looking for these things. And then, then the government banned them and Four Loco kind of came in. And Four Loco oh. just wasn't the same. It was no fun. But uh, I imagine too many, I could never drink more than one. I could maybe get one and a half down. But after that, it was like, not a good I remember, thing. But- I remember when like that whole craze was happening. There was one of them. Yeah, it's my. I don't remember what it was called, but in my recollection, it was like an orange and silver can, and it was like eighteen percent alcohol and like four hundred milligrams of caffeine. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, yeah, like what the fuck? Like, it that was did like, not taste good. <laughs> it was like cocaine in a can. Yeah, man. Shit, those are the days. You know, the only time I remember having a four local is because of blake and it was my <laughs> birthday and he's like you're gonna drink it you son of a bitch and i was like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah i was such a jerk i'd always buy people like i'd go like oh i'm gonna get someone so like a birthday present or whatever like in this case it was danny and i'd go to the corner store and i just buy like the most rock good shit i could find on the shelf as like a birthday, <laughs> birthday present <laughs> that's hilarious like when, start uh, doing that again. it's funny or like when uh you're at a bar and you're you're getting shots and someone's like oh give me whatever like the thing yeah. to me was always to get them um soco because i think that's oh. such a Awful, awful shot. The next time is do a prairie fire. They'll never ask you to buy a shot ever again. (laughs) Hell's a prairie fire. I think it's if I remember correctly, it's like 151. Uh so Bacardi 151, like uh, some other like oh fireball or or equivalent cinnamon uh, whiskey and uh Tabasco sauce. And yeah, Mm. no, it'll make you it's like if you're already like real drunk and you don't know it's coming, it definitely makes you throw up. Well, (laughs) the rule of thumb for me is do not do any shots that have a name. Like, so no bombs, no prairie oh, fire, yeah. no sex. Oh, sex uh, porn stars, is that a, a shot? 
Uh, sex on the beach. That's a but, drink buttery drink, nipple. Buttery uh, nip. Birthday cake. Like yeah. If it has apart. a yeah yeah like I had a friend well, who worked at uh, Hope and Anchor and he would um invent shots uh, and he made one yeah never also not good but he made one called a cheeseburger <laughs> because it was like brown for the bun on the bottom and then he had green in there for lettuce and he had like something that was kind of yellowish for cheese and then more brown on it was disgusting oh my god dude no <laughs> those, those layered ones are like pure sugar yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds like a good time well he's also the guy who would make salsas and give them names like beelzebub but Uh, and the whole joke was like oh it's so hot it's like yeah now you've made a shit ton of salsa that no one could eat so who's who's, who's the joke really on you just wasted a bunch of our food at least it'll keep forever (laughs) much like satan yeah exactly um this week we have a special edition uh we are venturing into the world of Candyman. That's the third time that I... What, what's the time limit on Candyman? So I can't imagine you, over the course of your entire life, you can't say it only four times. Is there like There's a... Five within, times. Five times. Well, yeah, but do you have to say it five times within 30 seconds? Or what if I say it four times today and one time next week? Am I cool? I kept saying it over and over yesterday. Like, wow. I said it. Yeah, I think I said it a couple of times, like... And look at me now. I'm still laughing at the face of death. No, that's a good question though, because like, is it like I would think there might be like a 24 hour cutoff for like your candy. 24 manic? hours, so that's a, maybe. And, and what if? <laughs> how strict is it? What if, when you say it the sixth time? Yeah. Like, what if you really fast say it? Like, if you say it back to back, the fifth and sixth time, does that defeat it? Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a very good point. If you just kept saying it, you'd yeah, be like, oh like, wait, he said it ten times. I, I guess. Guess I don't. I guess him. you go back home, Candyman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, it's it's well, I, only just, white only white people would be so stupid to even try. Oh, and you know, I think that isn't that a, a joke from like scary movie or? <laughs> I think it, <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before, unless it's just accepted as fact. Maybe oh, that might be what it is too. Yeah. So, Candyman, uh, this one's been kind of out there for a while, huh? Uh yeah, I guess it was supposed to be released last year, no? Last year, yeah, I think so. Those, just, so like when was it announced? Yeah, another one. Uh, so when was it announced? Like two years before that's that? A, that's Three a years? Great question. It seems I, like it's been quite a while. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely been a while. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's it's one of those where like I remember hearing about Dope Breathe too, and then now it's out and. I didn't even realize it was out. Oh, so, is it out? How did they even really? do a sequel to that? To see, this is my thing with it, and I guess we won't get like the first one only came out a few years, so we don't get too much into it. But like the dude's a like a straight up vile, ugly person. Terrible. Based on the commercials, he looks like the hero. I have what? no idea how you can do it. Yeah, that's why that was my biggest problem with the first one. Was like. I kind of hated everybody in that, including him. He was a vile fucker. Oh, he was awful. Like, I uh, I, I went and saw that with Pablo, and uh, we were all excited. Oh, this is, is going to be awesome. And at the end, it was kind of like, well, that was kind of shitty. Yeah, no, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. what's a, That's Fetty Alvarez, right? Like, he's, yeah. I like him. T- well, I like fucking Evil Dead, so... I know he did like a TV series, but yeah, he's done. He did something else too. He has a pretty impressive resume, but, and that's, he was the only reason I wanted to see don't breathe because they didn't have like, it wasn't like, you know, big stars or anything like that. So he was the draw for me. And uh, yeah, I just like, the story, the premise is okay, I suppose. But then once they get into the story and then the twist is just 
uh, he, the character that's he shot once they that twist it's kind of like okay yeah. he's an awful person and i'm glad we'll never see a sequel for this and <laughs> no <laughs> and, be and he's the he i a part of me wants to see i just want to see um how they try to rehabilitate this character because i just can't imagine how you can uh, i'll just read the i'll read the synopsis somewhere yeah because yeah, i really don't want to watch the movie because it just He's just such an awful person. That, that'll definitely. I, I would check it out only if it was like on something I was already paying for, like some streaming service. I'd be like, "All right, you got yeah, me let there. Me, let me check it out." I guess. Yeah, this are I got. While I line up it. buttery nipple shots, <laughs> exactly, and cheeseburgers and prairie fires. Yes. yes. Uh, before we get into the movie proper. Um, what, did you guys uh was there a well uh, dan or blake you said you saw it just last night uh danny um I when did you saw, see it i saw it on monday I, I saw it on the weekend so i guess what we might have all had different experiences um how was the was a the theater crowded well, it was a pretty packed theater when i went i had a couple of people uh it was i think monday night around eight and i think it was a not a full theater but not an empty theater it was a i think a good amount of folks in there i'd say like a good 20 people that's pretty good for a Monday. Yeah, That's pretty good. Um, for me, it was like uh, I was I went to the old draft house and um, which seemed woefully understaffed, to be honest. With you. But uh, I don't know if that's like uh, I don't know. Like I feel like anyway, movie theaters are struggling. There was probably twelve people max, maybe. In, Gosh, in that that seems like a lot for us first week of school. Well, yeah, I don't know if, that's yeah, a good amount. It was of like you know seven thirty on a whatever whatever day that was Tuesday. Uh, we'll so, go too much into the understaffing thing, but we have restaurants here that are that are aren't open. I mean, they're closed on like Wednesday afternoons because they don't have staff. We have places that are crazy. Yeah, we have places that are their their um, their dining rooms are closed and the drive throughs are only open, not because of any anybody getting ill there, but just because they don't have the staff to man boats. Wow. Oh yeah, it's a uh, yeah, staffing is definitely an issue across the board. Wow. You know, we've talked about the theater experience on here before, and. We had a, a pack theater, oh, pretty close to pack theater, but we had something that I haven't seen in forever, and I really miss it. And I was glad to see it. We had we had scared white people, which is really cool <laughs> because they were sitting right behind us. It was uh, two 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 girls, and the whole time they're like, it's the whole like, don't go in there. Why would you do that? Oh, Screaming great. at everything, and great. then the and then the relieved laughter afterwards. Oh, uh, that's actually adorable. It's yeah, cool. Really adorable. It's super cool. So it's kind of like. Uh, like they're talking before, like you know before the movie starts and it's like okay please don't talk during the movie no they were totally into the movie and it was <laughs> something i haven't seen in forever and uh it's like wow i really miss that that's really cool that's awesome i feel like you had a good that sounds like a good crowd i had uh i guess the asshole guy and not oh. me well you uh, were there <laughs> yeah, i was there but i, I try <laughs> to keep it you know it's alamo draft house so i try to keep it like you know, I don't, I'm not going to blur it out. Any- you don't work blue. <laughs> yeah. He says and- fuck every third word. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, there's this one guy that yelled out, uh, oh, that's very scary. And I was, and I just, uh, I was like, yeah. why the fuck uh, would you do that? But, you know, whatever. He, he said it two or three times. And after that, he got into the movie and I'm like, all right, good. Cause I was, I already had my little pen and paper ready. Oh, we, uh, to order. Oh, to, 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 to um, get up, get the complaint down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do it. I had, I had to do that once there too. Um, the people behind us, it was really cool. They were really into it. They were 
shouting and then laughing afterwards. Uh, that was all cool. There was a comment that one of them made that we'll go into one of something I wanted to talk about about the movie that uh, I thought showed the um, eh, kind of showed what kind of people they were. But uh, <laughs> you know, this is this is Aggieland, right? This is the kind of place where they have um, secret societies and membership drives are posted on social media. So um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So trailers. Did you guys get some good trailers? Um, uh, okay, yeah. so I got to the theater a little bit late, uh, but the one that I, the two that I saw is one of them that you already got to see, uh, Pat, which is, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Titan, Titan, Titan. Oh, these are the three, yeah, I just, Titanium is the English pronunciation. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I, I also saw that. Now you reminded me. Yes, I did see that. I didn't like, get that trailer. I would have loved to see that trailer, but I'm going to be seeing it on the 23rd, so I'm super excited for that. That was so, a, kind of a what the fuck trailer to me, Danny. Not gonna lie. I, you know what? Like, I feel like the little stuff that it gave us, it, it was sexy. What the fuck? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> type of like, you you know, like the thing. I think the the thing I like about horror is like, okay, you're giving me a trailer, and this is not giving me anything that i'm not like you're not showing me anything yeah it was a lot it was a lot of cutscenes, and so i was like all right what the fuck and then the once the the fucking title card came out i was like oh shit that that's the movie and so i told celia and she's like oh we're we're watching the movie right i'm like yeah we're gonna watch it like i she beat me to the punch uh, the other one that I saw was Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho with Anna Taylor. Oh Joy. shit! Yeah, I saw that too, dude. Yeah, oh, I, I did see. So terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It actually looks super interesting to me. Uh, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I saw that one too. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that one. Uh, that should. I, I mean, Edgar Allen or Edgar Allen Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Wright. I mean, Anna Taylor Joy. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So yeah. It looks really, really cool. I just feel like the trailer towards the end. I know I'm complaining about a fucking trailer, but it was a little cheesy. But it made I, I'm still gonna watch it because the director and and Taylor Joy. I, I wish I saw the the Titanium one. I like I, I'm sure it was really vague and crazy. But I mean, this is the movie that synopsis is the definition of the title. So mm-hmm. right. I mean, it kind of goes with it. But uh, uh, yeah, I would love to see. I'd love to have seen that when I saw um Antlers. The girl yeah, that's rolling. <laughs> pretty cool. Look pretty one? cool. Antlers. That's another one that's been out there for quite a while. I, it, it probably was a casualty for last year, also, but yeah, that one's been out there for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, I feel like I read about that a long time ago. Yeah, and it's been a while because even yeah. <laughs> long enough to where I had no idea what it was until the right. until they actually showed what it was the title. Right. Yeah. Um sign me up. Yeah, it looked great. And then afterwards, Regina was like, Oh, that's the one we wanted to see, remember? I was like, uh, yeah, I think when we lived in El Paso, we were yeah, three years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the other one, and gosh, I don't remember the name of it because it was from director James Wan, direct, uh, you know, creator of The Conjuring and mm-hmm. Insidious, not Aquaman. Don't know why they didn't mention that, but um, <laughs> uh, um, it's a horror movie. And all I remember is uh, there's a kid named Gabriel and there's just a bunch of, you know, jump scares and kid making creepy faces and I don't know, things no, climbing like up wall. Mm, I don't remember the name of it. It didn't, it didn't look all that great. And then, and then all the trailers ended with uh, James Bond of all things. 
what <laughs> it was really really strange it was like a string of horror movies and i guess last night in soho you can argue that it's a thriller or whatever the hell it's trying yeah. to do. but uh it was those kinds of movies and then it was no time to die <laughs> well, <laughs> and it was a great the trailer. trailer yeah it's the yeah. trailer they've been showing for for the longest okay. time it's yeah. not the like the the one they just came out with the daniel craig tribute it, it wasn't that one it was just the one that they've been showing for like two years now cool but, <laughs> kind of a weird thing um but then we got into Candyman, so um i guess we should start because this is a direct sequel to the first one so uh are you two fans of the 1992 version of the movie oh yeah okay so here is gonna be um my confession here the only thing i know about Candyman is that you would say it to the mirror. And Are you, so this is your first Candyman, Danny? This is my first Candyman. Whoa. Nice. Well, then this will be a very interesting review. So I guess we'll go, then we'll go, oh, man, this is a little bit difficult. So the, I, well, I'll just start with the Shadow Puppets. What did you guys think of the use of the Shadow oh. Puppets? Man, I always love a good Shadow Puppet. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> doesn't. Um, the only, it's not even a complaint, but uh, another movie recently did that, but the Shadow Puppets were made out of human skin. Oh, that was, was kind of crazy. But I thought I thought it was a super creative way to integrate the original movie into this. Yeah, yeah I thought was. that was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Did you remember, um, Blake? Uh, so did you remember that Anthony was the kid from the first one? Uh, I had my suspicions, I guess, like right away because they. I felt like they were like they. I I don't know. I felt like they telegraphed it pretty hard. Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, no, t- I did, I did, I. But I was totally cool with it. I mean, I was, I was super accepting of what this. I didn't know where this movie was gonna go, yeah. but I was like fully accepting of like I was like let's let it. I wasn't judging it on anything. I was just like yeah, let's go. I was I was oh. cool with it. Oh okay, so <clears throat> that was so I, one of the things that I do, I, I will confess, I think. The strongest points of the movie were the shadow puppets. The weakest part, and I guess because I don't know a lot about Candyman or the I guess the original movie, I didn't know that that Anthony was a previous character. And even like my girlfriend was asking me, and I was telling her like I don't know anything after like before this movie. Like I only know what we saw today. You know what though? Like I'll say is like it was kind of it was a pretty confusing plot line. <laughs> It I is, would, so, you know what yeah. I mean? It's chaos. So like, I'm sure like, it's pretty out there. So I guess we have some different perspectives here. So uh, Danny, not watching the first one or not having seen the first one when they're, did you realize they were alluding to the, or did you wonder like, are they alluding to the first one? Or are you just um, saying like, oh, cool. They're building on the legend of Candyman. Uh, so a lot of the stuff, like, so towards the end, I was like, I like that they have all these little stories that they bring it in together. Right. Um, and then I was like, okay, we're because I I had to read somewhere like who the director was and everything. So I was like, I was like, oh, it's she was supposed to write something for DC. It fell through. And then I was like, the, I kind of like spoiled a little bit to myself. They said it was like a spiritual spiritual sequel, but not a direct sequel. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's gonna be something that's not a remake, but it's not. Well, it's gonna be with it's gonna be within um within the same story. So I kind of like. I played it safe, but I didn't really like try to like think about it too much. Mm. That's odd because um, since they announced it, I've heard it was a direct sequel, which was um, 
which always confused me because I thought the second Candyman was a direct sequel mm-hmm. because I think that one he's uh, looking for the daughter or the granddaughter of the of the uh, child he had with 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 the woman he was painting. I, I think the third one is something of a spiritual successor. I don't think it connects to the directly to the other two, but this one I was I always thought was a direct. I, direct I, sequel. Yeah, and well, it is a direct sequel. It's most mm-hmm. definitely a direct sequel. Um, and and. Like when you were like uh, hearing, what did you think of the way that they kind of um, the, the the residents of the community had kind of twisted the the story to their own means, uh, not their I own thought, means, kind of to their own lives? Right. No, I thought that was I thought that was actually kind of a cool touch, mm-hmm. um, just because it, it like kind of freshened everything up a little bit. I don't know. It just gave another avenue to like it, it was almost kind of like how like the telephone game kind of thing, like how the story yeah. change, changes over time. But in essence, it's the same story. And like, I kind of like that that was like kind of a plot device through this whole thing. I was like, hey, you know, the same thing's been happening over and over and over again. It just takes mm-hmm. on a different name every now and again. But yeah. in essence, it's always Candyman. I, I like that. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. And I, I thought it was a, a good way to make a, a, a story you're basically retelling again, uh, fresh. Yeah. And so I, I, again, without seeing a lot of it, I did, I, the, I took it as a folklore type of thing. Because in Mexican culture, we also, and in any kind of culture, you have this story and it changes throughout the time. One of my favorite things, especially like here in El Paso, we have a canal that runs pretty much through the whole, or canals that run through the whole city. And you hear the story of La Llorona. I, 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 and I guess with, with the, the conversations of gentrification and all that stuff, I was like, yeah, this makes sense because everybody has this thing, you know, every, something has, somebody has died here it's a different story and it's just retold different, different times. I, um, I, I also liked how it was essentially the first movie that they're just, it was, it was pretty spot on the first movie, but um, I liked how the residents had kind of built up the story as like their form of protection. And it had been passed down because that was, you know, three decades ago. So mm-hmm. it had been passed down from one person to the next. So it wasn't so much that, the candy man was the bad person it was that uh what was her name in the first one helen or whatever her name is helen uh, uh, um, the um virginia matson right she was the actress yeah. Yeah, like the fact that, that she was the bad one <laughs> like i liked how they had yeah. twisted the story around like that and not that they get intentionally twisted i mean i think that's how people really saw it because uh if oh, I that's remember, what it looked like yeah mm-hmm. like she's i mean she really did kill a rottweiler so like <laughs> that did happen that wasn't made up so i, I thought that was really cool so um, oh, and we haven't really gotten too much into it, but just spoiler warning, this is a special edition. So we are going to go really deep into this movie and uh, it does have, have some twists and turns. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want it to be ruined, uh, watch the movie first before you listen to the show. Um, so you, so Blake, you mentioned that it's really confusing and, and uh, it can be, there's a lot going on there. Do you think you need to see the first or a person has to see the first one before they see this one? uh that's a great question uh i don't think so i think you can go into this movie i think danny i hope you enjoyed it <laughs> i think you may have um but the, i think you could go in and, and enjoy this movie without it however there's so much lore from the first movie that they go into that it, it i think it would be really like what huh what like, the entire time um even though you could still enjoy what they show you um i i think i think it, it's beneficial to have and, and Danny, coming from your side, um, now that you've seen the movie, would you suggest for someone who's going to going forward, would you tell people 
before you see this version or the new Candyman, make sure you see the first one. Or would you just tell him like, yeah, I gotta check it out. Uh, you know, it's funny that you you asked this question because uh, Blake kind of explained it a little bit better. That, that I think I would, I do think you need to watch this first movie because the lore that they, they do give, it, 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 the the exposition that they, they give within, within like the storytelling, the resource that you know everything that they explain in the movie is really beneficial to just enjoy it on its on itself but i do think watching the first one is of it's a major benefit and i think it, it will add to the enjoyment or to just to what you've already you're gonna about to see yeah yeah and uh i'm gonna echo what danny said having seen um all three of the Candyman movies, <laughs> I, I would, uh, I, you can definitely, this is a spoiler, um, I feel you can enjoy this one without having seen anything involving Candyman before, but uh, you're missing a whole lot. And you'll be asking yourself a lot of questions like, oh, oh yeah. did that happen? Are they talking about the first one? Do I, like, you can definitely get the full feel, feel of the um, lore if you've watched the first one. Uh, the other two doesn't really matter, but definitely the first one. <laughs> hey, real quick, Danny. How mm-hmm. likely are you to watch the original Candyman now? Oh, uh, twist on the question I was planning, but yeah, oh, that's a okay. very good All question. Right. That's we'll, a great we'll, question. We'll wait to the end. I will give you that answer. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Gotcha. That's that's gotcha. great. Gotcha. That's a lovely answer. Actually. Stay in your cars, um, everybody. Stay in your cars. Um, you know, and I forgot to mention this about the shadow puppet. So they do a really neat thing in the credits. Like most movies at the end, they have credits in the, the first, you know, 30, 45 seconds, they have colors in the background or they have a blooper reel like Jackie Chan movies do or whatever the case may be <laughs> this one the entirety of the credits the shadow yeah. puppets are telling the stories of the previous Candyman's mm-hmm. Candyman's um, <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think of that I thought it was, was so awesome. cool yeah it was very cool it was very very cool I, I like it when you freshen up like a nice credit roll mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I well, do. I, you know like I think the last one that did something similar to this was I think one of the Spider-Man. Coraline. Coraline. Was it Coraline? I don't know. They gave it like this whole, like they, they showed you the whole movie in like 30 seconds or whatever. And you're like, oh, that happened. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just saw that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what I like about what they did with in Candyman, I like seeing the story. And I like that, you know, without any words, it was so expressive. It was, it gave you the whole story, which again, Shadow Puppet Theater oh. does that. And they were great, Shadow Puppet. They were super, super, super great. Super, great. Cool. Yeah. super great. It reminded me, did you guys ever play the game in Limbo or just Limbo? Oh, Limbo. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's what it reminded me of a lot of. I, I think that's where a lot of the love kind of goes for me in this movie. Gotcha. I think it's cool too that uh, you can see the hands moving the mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. A yeah. little touch and I liked it. So um, before we get off of this subject, uh, would you have preferred preferred an end credit scene or were you cool with what you got? I fucking love this. I fucking yeah. love this. I don't think I would want anything else if it was going to set up a sequel, which I think well, that, ending, that was already done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then fine. Like uh, we wouldn't need that ending, but I feel like this was a good little like cap off. I was hoping Alamo Draft House was like just gonna release a whole bunch of bees into the 
Um, so let, let, so let's really dig into the movie here. Um, the first movie, um, well, for those who I, I think universally, uh, Virginia Madsen's performance is praised in the first one. Oh, yeah. Some people like yeah, the whole white savior thing, whatever. But the actual performance itself, very, very good. Um, what did you think of the performances in this movie? Uh, pretty strong, strong, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The strong. I thought the acting was was really good. Our uh, who's our main guy? Oh man, I just saw I had his name. Yeah, Anthony. Super, super, like, uh, you, like engaging performance. Yeah. Um, you end up really. I, I ended up caring about like what was going to happen to him for sure. He was um, super dreamy. Yeah. Oh, as I as I called him to my buddy, I was like, oh. There's Candyman, and then this, there's this guy, Man Candy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was great, and then so was uh, uh, Brianna. She was that was a great performance as well. I um I liked uh, I liked Anthony. I liked the main character. Um, the performances across the board I thought were really good. But since yeah, like yeah. you kind of touched on the characters, um, I really only thought that Anthony was like you said very engaging and empathetic. Like like you could really get into him. It wasn't until like gosh, the last 10 minutes or so that I really got into, um, was it his girlfriend? Yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, his mm-hmm. girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, I, I really didn't care that much about her until the last 10 minutes or so. The only other person that I cared about was um, Burke, who was the guy who was telling the stories. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The guy who owned the laundromat. He was the only one I was interested in. Um, uh, the real bad guy. The real bad guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the other, I thought the other characters were kind of like pretentious art dude so it's kind of like oh like i was like oh this is the fodder that, that they can't even yeah don't you, i yeah, love watching yeah. pretentious art dudes and dudettes get destroyed by oh me too like it was cool they, <laughs> they, it was, what they did they just made it that's yeah the extent of what they were they were pretentious yeah, they were, art people there to be destroyed yeah exactly and you know anyone who has a joy of it that particular joy division shirt that you know, that stupid <laughs> logo that I, I love joy division but i fucking hate, hate that album and i i, I, I hate yeah. that logo because everyone dude is, i hate joe division fans i like joe division a lot i guess it's it's that damn logo people get tattoos of it there's shirts yeah. of it there's parody shirts yeah. of it it's like that was one of my favorite bands in high school and i can't stand to see it. so i saw that shirt and i was like man I can't wait till Candyman rips her apart. <laughs> I love it when you meet like, because it's true, you meet like 20-year-old people all the time. They're like, oh, but like, have you ever heard of Joy Division? It's like, hey, yeah. Like, yeah, I've fucking heard of Joy Division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't help but hear because uh, yeah. every other person has this stupid shirt. Um, yeah. I did it's think like, that. It's asking them, have you heard of Che Guevara? Yeah. No, oh, no yeah, kidding. Exactly. Like in, in, in like uh, 1999. <laughs> Do you know who this guy is? <laughs> have you ever seen this before? I, I did think it was funny that they did kind of make fun of it when she says something like level terrace apart. And he's yeah. like, we get it. You're enjoying yes. it. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. That was funny. Well, let, let's get into the kills. I thought they were I thought oh, they were yeah. very interesting, actually. Um we saw uh what was the, oh the headhunter. We saw a very bloody oh, movie God. that wasn't very violent. I would say that this movie's kind of similar in a sense, a little more violent. But yeah. uh, what did you think of the kills in it? Oh yeah, so the kills are great. The and they're like kind of vary, right? So one of the things they do, which is what you're alluding to, Pat, is they do a lot of stuff off off camera, mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of left with like sounds and like more visceral splatters and splashes, <laughs> curtains of blood, cur- curtains, yeah. And like I love it when there's like a real gratuitous amount of blood, like for like. You know that kind of stuff, and uh, no, I thought I thought they were overall really good, really creative. My favorite one by far 
um was the the one where they're pulling away from the apartment window uh, that's what i was gonna oh, say the, the art critic oh the art critic kill is one of the better kills i've seen on on i screen. loved it because it's, mm-hmm. it's silent it, yes mm-hmm. and it's i mean it's it's really if you think about it, it and they show it to you so you don't have to think too hard but right. it's fucking brutal oh it's, <laughs> yeah yeah it's super fun but it was such a creative kill and such a I, I thought it was something fresh and cool, and I, it really stood out to me. And definitely the the way that it was shot put it over the top because you're panning away from it. It's really quiet, uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's unnatural what's happening there. Yeah, like, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, she's being she's thrown up against the glass door and then dragged across, and this is a, a trail of blood. Yes, which just, is pretty cool. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> I, I I like I think that's my favorite kill, and I'm glad that we talked. Like at first, you don't know what's going on. Because the camera is pulling away to show you, you know, the the Wilco towers, as I yeah. like to call them. It, it, it does this really cool thing because, again, like it's like the shadow puppets. Like, you don't need to know, like, by just her moving around in the air, like, because she's being thrown. It is, like, it's a really cool artistic way to show death. Oh, yeah. And it shows, like, the the, the vastness of the city, but the mm-hmm. solitude of the city. The solitude, at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was... Yeah. It was super well done. Super it was really cool. And then the cool thing is the most graphic death is when he slits the throat of the Joy Division fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Like it was extra cool to me. Um, <laughs> I also was a huge fan of um, the the bathroom scene. Um, oh, yeah. They don't show the actual deaths happening. You hear it and then you see people crawling on the floor and then just a curtain of thick viscous blood coming down like it almost looks solid it was so thick i okay so i do have i guess a problem and one it is a problem and i feel like because as i mentioned at the beginning of, of the show is that like what i remember is that you do this in the mirror and this this is what's supposed to happen right I, again not knowing what if this happened in the original movie or not but i feel a lot of this was Oh, we used to this in elementary or fucking middle school or whatever. Whenever it came out for this person, that they 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 needed to include this, and they included a, I think a lot of this little stuff that's nostalgic, and I feel that was something that was like very intentional. And I think a lot of movies that were are being either spiritual sequels, or remakes, or whatever, they're throwing this these things in. I wish I got to see a little bit more of some of the kills. I like that it was off screen because some of them are pretty fucking crazy. Well, I think in like, if I understand you correctly, like the nostalgia for this, I don't think that was supposed to invoke nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I think what was happening there was because she was at the art gallery before and she obviously did not want to be there. And um, she saw the, uh, the uh, what did he call it? Say My Name, I think, was the... Say My Name. Say yeah. My Name was... Yeah. So, yeah, say My Name, say my name. <laughs> Wait, I'm also mad that they didn't use that. <laughs> I know. So I, 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 uh, I was actually singing that song to... <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that the whole thing was like, she's a, you know, social media... Or she's a kid. It, it wasn't a nostalgia yeah. thing. It was like, this is a stupid art piece that I saw. It's It's really dumb. However, this is kind of an easy thing we can do at school. It's like we're you know mean mean girls and we're gonna go do this and have fun with it and see how and just further show how stupid it is um but i didn't think it was a nostalgia thing i didn't yeah. take it like that i just I thought like she was just a dumb kid one, one of my favorite things about the whole candy man thing is like 
um even with like bloody mary or whatever like mm-hmm. it seems like it takes a while like she, that motherfucker shows up and just does it like yeah, you know, immediately, he yeah. wastes no time after you fucked up it's okay there there is though and this is goes kind of to something both of you had said um like you mentioned that it's kind of all over the place with the lore then there's a lot of lore going on yeah and um there's the ending if you don't I think the ending can be really confusing for people because there's a very important part of the Candyman lore that they don't explain, which some people they can if when they see the end, they'll be like, well, wait, why doesn't this happen? But we'll get to that right now. So the uh so the big thing in this movie is um is and like you even joked about it in the text earlier, but race is a very big thing in this movie. Yeah. Oh, the comment that was made that that I was alluding to earlier was throughout the movie, um, and this is a predominantly black cast. They're talking about how Candyman is kind of a way that uh, Black people have been able to fight against the, like, the injustices they've dealt with. Uh, very much they talk about white people have done this, white people have done that. During one of the um, conversations that Burke is having with Anthony, he's talking about how um, the painter had, he, he did the ultimate wrong. He, mm-hmm. he slept with a white woman. And the people behind me, one of the girls is like, of course it has something to do with white people, was the comment that she made. So, like, mm. for some people, <laughs> well, I think it's now whether we agree or not with that is one thing, but it do you think it's fair or do you think it's possible that this will this got went a little bit overboard on the commentary? Because I know a person <laughs> who's uh very I would argue they're very forward thinking. They just went through a transition. One of the more liberal people that I know, and they thought it was very um, heavy handed. Do you feel that it was heavy handed? It was it was heavy handed. So Jordan Peele executive produced this, and I feel like the last couple of movies that he has produced or directed, uh, with exception of because I feel because of Get Out, we got this great social horror film, and now everything he's been trying to write the lightning. Sometimes lightning does hit you know, twice. I think these last couple of times with us, Candyman, in my opinion, and have not, I feel like when it's like, they're explaining you what gentrification is and you don't come from like fucking, (laughs) like the rural parts of fucking town. Like, I I feel like it's like, okay, we get it. Like, let's move on. I, I felt it was a little bit too much. And I felt like, I really liked that this cast showed what this the world what chicago is and what the world is because it just is really shitty like this whole fucking united states and the world is really shitty we just throw everybody out to the side and paint it pretty i do feel like if it was a little bit heavy-handed on that i'm gonna really put you on the spot blake because a few weeks ago (laughs) we had a very difficult conversation about something about a movie we watched so um did you feel it was uh, heavy-handed you know so i guess i I went into this like kind of knowing that this was going to be uh, like probably a pretty big, pretty big angle for the, at least as a plot device. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so I was expecting it to be pretty heavy handed and it was um, to the point to where it's like, it, om- it, it really did almost start to take away from it because it is like Danny said, it is like, okay, we, we fucking get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's some bad <laughs> shit. There's definitely some bad shit that goes on. We all fucking know it. You know, no one's trying to sweep it under the rug anymore. Um, and then, like, the whole cop, they, they particularly, you know, point this at, at the police uh, mm-hmm. during one part of the movie. And, you know, sure, what, you know, whatever. I, was it heavy handed? Yeah, sure. Did it take away from the movie too much? It didn't for me um even though it was 
it was a little overwrought. Um, I didn't I didn't think it was overdone to the point of ruining the movie because uh, overall the scenes and stuff and the way they they sh- they portrayed that. You know, you kind of you do go like, well, yeah, these guys are a bunch of cocksuckers. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah, while it's while it's overdone uh, at times, it, I don't think it took away. No, it does. I um, so because of the point of view it was told on, told from, I I never thought it was heavy handed. I thought it made sense because it was just one perspective. Like right. it was mm-hmm. you know particular people, and it was not just that it was black people. It was black people who lived in the particular community. It made sense to me that like it never crossed my mind until the person made that comment that maybe it was a little too much. I thought when the cop scene happened, like that also it didn't really make it didn't register with me like i mean what was happening obviously registered with me but it didn't register with me that that was like going too far that it was heavy-handed until someone else i talked to had seen the movie they were like yeah like it's a really it's a scary movie and i i I like the message that they had but i could have done without that whole thing at the end like i said like they're they're a very open-minded person so it's not and they're usually i usually feel that that person goes overboard on some things though when they told me that i was like huh that's I thought they would actually love that stuff, but um, mm. um, I, I can understand where it was. I, I never really thought about it. And then my first reaction afterwards was like, because I was talking about it with Regina, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I guess they don't know anything about Candyman. But then I thought, well, shit, they're probably 22. And that movie came out 30 years ago. So right, right. why would they know anything about Candyman? And then I thought, and then my next thing was like, well, I guess they've never seen a horror movie before because, you know, <laughs> neither the living dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But then I thought. Well, I, I like Candyman does kill everybody. He, he does not discriminate. If you no, he absolutely very true. does That is not. very true. <laughs> he will take you out. Whoever says the name, he will take you out. So um, I don't know if this confused you or not, Danny, but I think I can see it being confusing for some people um at the end when she's in the back of the cop car she says candy man's name five times now we've been taught in this movie that if you summon candy man he's going to come and kill you were you surprised that instead of killing her he just straight up said remember me spread my my name spread my name yeah uh no i wasn't surprised i was like so it's his girlfriend probably love of his life at the time okay um I did think that he saw the injustice of what the cop was doing because I mean Chicago cops are pretty crooked. <laughs> so, so so Candyman has a Candyman has a moral compass, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Chicago uh, cops are crooked. Like, fuck this guy. I'm gonna fucking like rip him apart. Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought, you know, like I thought that whole last couple of scenes, I was like, okay, we're we're gonna get into more into this character like what we what we can get because it's essentially what it seems like well what you're saying is actually that's actually a horror trope right like the guy who turns into or the woman who turns into a monster they can't kill the one that they love and there's always the scene where they're staring at each other's eyes do you remember me you can't ever hurt me type of thing so what you're saying actually makes a lot of sense he loves it right he's not going to do anything Blake, you are familiar with candy man so i think you might have a different take on why he didn't kill her I don't actually remember what the whole lore is with that, but I, it was the whole, I thought it had to more to do with like, she, she summoned him like with purpose or is, am I off base? Well, and it's not so explained at all in this movie. So, well, one thing this is, it's, it's, it's an allusion to the end of the first movie because it's almost, it's not shot for shot, but it's pretty damn close to what happens at the end of the first movie. But what they don't explain in this movie, which is, I think, a huge oversight, and they do explain it in the first movie, 
is if you have, if you summon Candyman, you actually have two choices. He kills you or you kill somebody else. Oh, so yeah, so you do the bit. He does. No, it, it, it has I nothing. Forgot about yeah, that. It, it's not love. It's not justice. Yeah, yeah. it's that she's gonna become okay, the killer because right, that's right. what happens in the first one. Oh, so, um, well, at least that's right. what. Yeah, well, yeah, that's so. That's kind of I think that's a huge over. I, who knows? I mean, as we talked about earlier, they were setting up for a sequel here, yeah. so uh, she may well be. I mean, if tell you what. That's just a perfect example of how confusing this fucking movie is like <laughs> shit got sometimes. Cause like, I feel like they went like six different directions. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, and I don't know if you guys think this is a missed opportunity or not, but I think a really, I, I just in general, I think a really fascinating story is watching an artist like kind of go mad, <laughs> struggle oh, yeah. with their obsession and stuff like that. And they touch on it very heavily. They touch on it actually like he's depending on his girlfriend. He's trying to mm-hmm. find his, his passion, mm-hmm. but they never really explored that as deeply as they could have. They, and which is, you know, that's not the story they were trying to tell. They were going into right. more horror uh, than uh, a character study, but um, I think I might've preferred that direction. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up because that was something <laughs> that Sally was trying to like ask me. It's just like, why didn't we get more of like Brianna or Anthony? I was like, well, we got a little bit of Anthony's like story overall. And the couple of glimpses that we got for what, what that was her name, right? right? Brianna. Uh-huh. I wish we got to, we got more of that obsession from Anthony. So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why they didn't do that. Is because they like inevitably you have to be like, well, if he's obsessing about Candyman, he would be doing all this research, which they do show a little bit mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Right. But had he had he done his well, he, fucking art student, fucking didn't know how to do homework. Fucking <laughs> uh, he would have found out who he was a long time ago. You know, oh, that's like, a very good point. That's a very so yeah, I mean it's 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 only not explored because it ruins what they try to do later on in the movie yeah that's that's mm-hmm. actually that, that i didn't think of it that way that makes a lot of sense actually it's yeah a, it really does it's a lot better than when they send movies randomly in 1992 so they can get around cell phones right exactly yeah, <laughs> like, oh no this guy just can't read <laughs> <laughs> oh man remember those transformers who couldn't read and people got so upset about that oh that was right. so, oh. so racist oh. um so um Danny, we talked earlier about wh- whether you're going to go back or not and see the original. Is it too early to ask that, or you you want to save that for the for the very end? If you want to start, like if we're going to watch this, recommend this movie for other people. So when this movie came out, it's like uh, like the tail end of like the slasher movies. I do feel like this is one of those movies, like the original Candyman, escaped me. So like I was telling this to Celia, like I got to watch a couple of the like you know the Friday. Uh, Friday the 13th sequels and I got to watch some of like the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and and everything that came in between you know 1990 1999 even though I'm not the hugest fan of horror I feel like Candyman was just one of the ones that just that Candyman and Leprechaun just fucking escaped me <laughs> just escaped me and seeing the this Candyman 2021 I wanted to like this film it had a lot of cool fucking things in it from the shadow puppets that is like probably the best to one of the coolest like like scare scenes in this movie which is like the the 360 elevator scene but overall i think the story some of the character like 
plots are just read into the wayside and don't it makes me not want to watch the original oh okay so and i can't recommend this movie either. okay so that was that was so i guess we'll skip you for seer or no see because that was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we'll just go right in. so also blake we know that uh for all its positives danny um would say skip it so what about you blake Candyman 2021 see or no see oh man uh i i would say see it um I enjoyed it. It's a little heavy-handed at times, but it's. I think it's got some really creative kills. I think it does a marginally good job of doing some storytelling. The 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 underlying puppet shadow puppet stuff. I think really puts it over the top for me because if you are familiar with the source material, you're gonna really love all that stuff. And uh, I think the end, the finale um, with the police showdown, has some of the coolest like horror movie imagery I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. with like the the bee head kind of like oh, I, I don't know so yeah. cool. there was, was some so really cool. really great stuff in this movie and uh yeah no i i think to definitely check it out um i don't know if I, it's like rush out to the theaters for for certain folks but i i sure would yeah check it out yeah i i would agree i would say definitely uh watch this movie um there's not much in regards to character development the story really heavily relies on um the the first one though you do get um a little bit into anthony so um in other words it's just you know traditional normal horror movie <laughs> i would and very rarely will i say not to watch a good good old-fashioned slasher um every weekend you can find this here uh we're actually part of the morbidly beautiful podcast network uh, there's a whole bunch of horror themed podcasts on there and uh, we are one of them um we also have an open review policy so uh, feel free to drop us a word tell us what you think we need to review or even ideas for a theme month and while you're doing that while you're writing that really cool e- email that starts with uh candy man uh you can follow us on twitter and over at adventures in movies you can also find nathaniel or pat as i like to call him over on instagram at nathan portes you can also find me danny over on twitter and instagram at default underscore player you could i'm also going to be i'm gonna have an art show happening this weekend for the next two weeks and i'll be at comic-con uh i'm a bcb apparently um but you know who else is also a busy bee uh the brewmaster himself mr blake you can find them over on twitter at four eyed horror and at public house 28 oh thank you sir thank you sir uh next week uh let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves a Juarez style hot dog. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tune in next week. It's a lot of fun. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can go to Amazon Music. They have podcasts now, including us. Or you can just go to Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Mufasa. Be our victim.